0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Okay, if you'll go ahead and take your seats, we're going to resume. Harvey was about to share uh, a little bit of wisdom from his sponsor, and then we have a couple of folks who want to uh, share or ask questions. So, Harvey, take it away.
2: Okay. About Rick. Yeah, we're talking about Rick. One day I said to Rick, I'm getting all these calls from people who aren't my sponsors. And he said, why? <laughs> and, he said, why? and he said, why? And so I had a... Kind of inventory that a bit, but he said, what are you saying to these people? And then I told, he told me what I needed to say. And 90% of the time I remember, he says, the first thing I ask him is, have you asked your sponsor this question? And if they say yes, then I'm to say, what did your sponsor tell you? And if they say what he did tell them, then I'm to say, and did you do it? (laughs) And if they say, I did not call you my sponsor, the first question, then I'm to say, call your sponsor first ask him your question do what he says and if there's a problem you all could call me okay what does that mean it means I have to let go of my ego to think I'm God and that I could cure the world I really do this a whole lot. The other thing my wife taught me when I get on the phone with people and they get very angry at me, I ask them, how long have you been sober? People will call me who have just finished masturbating and be in guilt and shame. But that's not the problem. The problem is they're intoxicated. They are drunk. This is a real drug. And I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to their bottle. And I'll say to them, I want to help you but call me a week after you've been sober. And I explain to them why. You will not be able to hear anything I say. You're going to get angry at me for anything. Do you know how many people will actually call me back a week later? Many. And then they'll thank me. This, what am I doing? I'm just enabling people. If someone had just been drinking a fifth of booze and called me in the middle of the night, I'm in AA. Now, if they want me to come and pick them up to take them to a treatment center, that's different. But to talk to someone who's drunk, who's in a blackout, it's not necessarily the best approach. But I have to be willing to be the bad guy at times. Now, why was Rick, in my opinion, right? Why did I pick one thing he says and not always something else about phones? Because what I have done for years, until he brought this up to me, was enable people to learn not to surrender. Yes, why did they really call me? They're hoping I'll contradict what their sponsor told them. Then they could go back to their sponsor. Now, sometimes I'll say something, I'll forget all this, and I'll get pulled in, and then they'll say, but my sponsor said this. Sometimes they don't say that. They'll say... My therapist says this. Okay, I got caught. I'm getting caught less and less enabling people not to learn the basics of the program. Addiction is about control and the illusion that we are in control and recovery is about surrender. And I'm enabling them not to surrender to what their sponsor—they've already asked their sponsor.
3: Thank you. Yes, uh, my name is Tim S uh, from Lynchburg, Virginia, and uh, sexually sober since uh, June 20th, 2014. My question is kind of the inverse of the one Sergio asked, and that is, how do you know when you need to? kind of switch sponsors um kind of Harvey alluded to the fact that he could not get a hold of his sponsor and that's been kind of my story lately it's been you know probably able to actually talk to him once a month we have a set time and this just never seems to be convenient and I don't hear back and so it kind of I feel like I'm stuck and not able to get like going on step 9 and needing to keep working. Thanks. So just knowing, how do you know when it's time to to move on?
2: Uh, That's not your sponsor's problem. It's your problem that you're still using them. (laughs) A sponsor you can't reach is not a sponsor. Now, there is a downside to all this. I always pick old men who are retired. That's my pattern. But what's the downside? They always die. So when I tell my family I got a new sponsor, they say, Dad, did you tell them what happens? (laughs) So it's been tough. I never go a day or two without a sponsor (coughs) many my sponsors have died Um, but a sponsor is only as good as his availability when by some chance my sponsor doesn't call back first of all if it were a real pattern and I had to wait too long I couldn't use him as a sponsor first of all He's affecting my human dignity. I'm invisible. He doesn't have the recovery to text me and say, I'm very busy right now. But, if I can't get a hold of him, it doesn't matter. I'll call one of my sponsees, and ask him the question and do whatever he tells me. There is no magic to sponsorship. And don't play the game that you haven't done. I, it's not about this person. I don't even know who you are now. You've kind of gone into the crowd. But don't tell the yourself. Don't let your addiction tell your. You, you're not doing the ninth step, eighth and ninth step, because you're (laughs) sponsored. You just find someone else, you do the eighth and ninth step with, that you respect. This, this is not a self-help program. (laughs) This is a God-help program. And, God will use anyone to talk through. If he uses me, if he used a donkey, for those who are familiar with a certain book and the story of God talking through a donkey, he could talk through me made some crazy nut. So he could talk through us. But sponsorship is a spiritual friendship That is so spectacular. Now, I'm going to end with this little story. I had a wonderful AA sponsor. He had, at the time, about 50 years sobriety. He died with about 57 years. But one day, he went to church and his best friend was murdered, shot, at the lobby of the church because of political-type concepts, or, I don't know, was about abortion. I could tell my sponsor fell apart. who was his best friend for decades. He fell apart. I could feel it. I could tell it. He had been sponsoring me for about... Five, seven years at the time. I said to him, I want you to call me every day for the next two weeks and I'm going to sponsor you. You've gone through a tragedy that is so affecting you. We did it for two weeks. He got back to himself, and then we went and reversed the roles again, and it never came up where I did that. A fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strengths, and hope, that's all this is.
4: Okay? That's it.
1: Thank you. Uh uh i have i have not uh uh really changed sponsors um, but i will offer some experience i have uh my first sponsor uh died shortly after i got one year of uh uh sobriety in aa i went another uh uh two and a half years sponsoring myself and that's how i ended up in the psychiatric hospital so i don't recommend self sponsorship at all uh when i uh m- moved away from nashville uh with about uh uh 5 or 6 years of uh sub- of of recovery in a in sa uh my sponsor uh encouraged me to get a local sponsor rick said, you need somebody uh that you see regularly and i got somebody uh and, and I was only, only in, in that city for about a year and then moved to another place for a couple of years where I got another local sponsor. And I appreciate the men who helped me with that, uh, during that period of time. I think there's a lot of value, uh, when possible to have someone that I get to see on a regular basis. Um, uh, and then when I moved back to Tennessee, I, I, uh, I got back together with Rick. So I, I haven't I'm I'm not one to change sponsors uh but I, I absolutely agree that if someone is not there to guide me in my recovery it does not matter what I call him he's not my sponsor. Uh with that said sometimes Rick does go on vacation uh and uh when I when I when I first uh started working with Rick most people didn't have uh, cell phones.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That was back yeah we we had to, well we had to kill dinosaurs on the way to meetings sometimes
4: and uh That's called petroleum. yes so
1: so so but anyway uh in all seriousness uh uh but but uh uh we would make agreement that that uh that i would check in with someone in the fellowship uh and i had a list of quote unquote old timers uh uh spiritual Men who, uh, I, I knew I could call for crisis, problems, whatever it might be. Uh, I just, uh, there's, there's a line, I think it's in the book book, it, uh, maybe the 12th of, it's dangerous to go it alone in spiritual matters. I absolutely agree with that today as much as, as when I was, uh, brand new. So, so, uh, but, but that's the thing. I, uh, uh I have, I have a fellowship around me. Now, whenever possible I wanna I wanna uh go to my sponsor. But uh, uh if he's not available, I'm gonna I'm gonna find someone who's living on spiritual principles to help me uh with any difficulties I may have.
5: Changing uh, sponsors.
1: Um, David
5: sexaholic. Uh I had not checked out and I hadn't correctly understood the timing of this group, so that's what I was doing. And um when I was talking earlier about letting go of sponsees, I left out one thing that Jess just said to me over and over and over again, and it's relevant to changing sponsors, um, that all we have to give each other's love. All we have to give each other's love. All we have to give each other's love. I mean, and it just, that's in the background of everything that I, well I hope it is anyway, that everything I say and do in this fellowship. Um, i 've changed sponsors a number of times it 's always been for exactly the same reason for whatever reason the sponsor became unavailable and in a way that was working and so my first sponsor left the program um, harvey I called Harvey every morning at seven thirty uh, for seven and a half years and or more I, I should actually figure that out I suppose and um, And I learned, by the way, along the way, I always started off, hey, Harvey, how'd it go when you talked to Jess at 7.15? Because whatever had just happened to Harvey was about to happen to me. (laughs) It was fine, um, because I needed it. And uh, and then Harvey, as he said a little while ago, became uh, preoccupied with some stuff, and he said, why don't you start calling Jess? So I did. That was his sponsor. And then Jess did that thing that's really hard to recover from. He died. And so uh, I lost Jess, and I went to Jess's sponsor. I thought, well, I'm on a roll here. And I went to Bob, and, uh, and Bob and I had a sponsor relationship for a while, and it was unstable, and in fact, Bob was also leading the program and did, and that ended our relationship. And then I went to a guy that we all know from Nashville named Judson, who had moved to the Northwest. And at that time, on Judson's voicemail, his message was, Leave me a message and your phone number. I'll try to get back to you in the next two weeks. And that wasn't going to work for me in terms of sponsorship. So then I went to Art, and uh, Harvey is once again in my sponsorship chain. He's my grand sponsor. And uh, Art and I just have a wonderful relationship um, for me, and I'm sure I could call him more often, and that would work out well. Uh, we're 3,000 miles apart, and uh, and it's so far he hasn't left, and I haven't left, and we just keep doing it. So, uh, I did want to say uh, on a, this is not a self-help program. This is a God-help program. I totally agree with that, and I just wanted to add that I do have an image of God that has been very helpful, and I found it's helpful to a few other people, so I'll pass it on. Well, I have two images, but I'll only pass on one of them and that is, God is a hopeless neurotic who will go to any length to get my attention has and does and will so I might as well give it to him. And that's turned out to be really
4: useful.
3: Hi, my name is Yehuda, I'm a sexo-holic. I, um, I just want to say first of all that I've benefited from all three of you. My sponsor is in uh, Bill's line. And I've had multiple conversations with both Harvey and David, so thank you. Uh, my question is, um, my sponsor's been suggesting that I get sponsees for a while. Um, and uh, I'm having a problem with that. Number one, when I sit in meetings and new people come into the meetings, I sort of feel like there's a, there's a lot of people with a lot more sobriety than I have. <clears throat> Why would they choose me? And uh, the other thing is that I have a terrible issue with codependence, and in the past when I've had sponsees, um, it's been really difficult with people-pleasing issues and, and kind of acceptance issues, and it's gotten in the way and really felt like it was the opposite of helping my sobriety, not uh, helping but hurting. I wonder if you could speak to that.
4: Well,
5: I just blew up at a guy about that about an hour and a half ago. So I guess I'll just continue blowing up. I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, he, was te- he wasn't expecting this, and I always feel a little sad when someone doesn't have any warning.
4: Um,
5: he, he said, I go to meetings and I see people there that I see in another context in my life. And so I've no longer been willing to be honest about my sobriety date or my recovery because I don't want to damage my relationship with them in the other part of my life. And I just plummeted him, I'm afraid. That's my style. I, I come across as nice. I assure you, that's all it is. I come across as nice. And, and I, by the way, I do tell sponsees, if you need a nice sponsor, call somebody else, because I'm not going to be it. And, and that's fine. Because um, if they're masochistic, we'll, fit along, we'll get along just fine. <laughs> And um, so anyway, I I said, you are damaging them because if you're keeping a secret, meetings are not outside relationships, you know, I said, if you're meeting, we all come in as equals. That's what anonymity means. And if you're keeping a secret in a meeting because you think you might damaging them, damage them, then when you're with them in your other context, you're withholding and you're damaging them by not giving them your best. And you may well condemn them to continuing on in whatever they're doing for a longer period of time. I said the damage is equal either way, and the person who's losing out is not only you, but it's also these other people that you're worried about. So that's one aspect of sponsorship. The other thing is, um, the likely it says over and over again in the book. Okay, in big book especially, uh, we make we make a decision and then. Um, we ask God for guidance and then it says and then we ask somebody else about the guidance because our capacity to deceive ourselves is immense and and I don't mean to be and Yehuda and I have talked of this as he said, um, I don't mean to be more negative than I normally am, but it sounds like there's a fair amount of self deception going on as I listen to what you just shared, Yehuda, and it's not gonna help you, I can promise you that.
1: Uh, I uh, have had uh, some difficult uh, uh, events during my period of, of recovery, as as all of us have, because we've been sober long enough that life happens, okay? And uh, I, I remember when Harvey had some health issues and half of the uh, Nashville Fellowship was afraid that we we're going to lose him. And uh um
2: the other half was
1: praying. <laughs>
4: the other way. <laughs> Excuse me. Har
1: and and uh I I've known Harvey since I was fifteen years old long before either of us got in recovery. Uh and and so so uh I don't you know, I don't have to put on a good face and pretend that 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 everything's okay the day after my, my brother's killed in a motorcycle crash. Uh, I need to be transparent. Uh, and, and, and it goes along with what da- David uh, was saying. Um, if, if new people think uh, that, that recovery means we don't feel uh, any, uh, any, any of our losses or don't feel pain, that's dishonest. And, and when I'm lying to a newcomer, I may, I may be putting in a position to die. Hell, when I'm lying to an old timer, uh, uh, about, about, uh, my experience in recovery, I, I may be, uh, may be harming him as well. But, but the point is that, that I think that we need to be honest. Um. I, uh, I, I am a member of a group that, that monitors, uh, 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 professionals in recovery, and uh, it's very much like a uh, like a, a meeting uh, that you, that you might uh, attend. That that when somebody relapses and comes back, we we don't tell them, "Oh, you relapsed. We hate you. you. We don't want you in our group. Get out of here. We don't want losers like you." That's not how we respond. We open our our arms wide and welcome them back. But see, with this professional monitoring group, we got to make sure that that uh, that they're fit for duty. You don't want the surgeon holding the scalpel in your brain to have had a uh, to have had a quart of Jack Daniels before he came to work that morning. You don't want to find out that the uh, airplane pilot uh, was uh, s- uh, smoking crack cocaine up until three hours before flight time so there there are some other responsibilities and uh and yeah if i have a relapse that's going to have consequences and if i have if i have some other uh if if i have some other uh problem i i i had i had one situation where i came very close to uh to just absolutely uh self self-destructing professionally and, and, and the, the really, you know, and the terrible thing is, I was right and they were wrong. And they were terribly, terribly wrong. And that's the, those are the facts. But I had, but I, I had a couple of different courses of action and my first re- reaction was the most destructive for everybody involved. Kill them all, kill us all, let God sort it out. And, uh, and, and, and when I, when I started Talking with folks, you know, and this was when I was close to 20 years in recovery about my, my rage and all this. You know, I'm not worried about how good do I look. You know, oh, Bill's having a meltdown here. It's not about looking good. It's about, it's about being transparent because if I don't let the people that I, that, that love me and that I trust with my, with my life, if I won't tell them the truth so they can help me, then I'm, I'm, again, I'm back to, to trying to manage things myself and the first part of the step three decision. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. It didn't work 20 years ago. It doesn't work for me now. So I've got to quit trying to manage my image and especially managing my image with my fellows in recovery. I need to be oh. as transparent as I can so that people can, can can help me and support me, and on occasion, confront me and say, uh, "and say, you know, this is, this is, this is what I, I am seeing. If you want help, I'm available.
2: Yehuda, would you mind if I used you as a guinea pig? If you're an addict, you'll love this attention. So, uh, can you come up for a second? Let's do the steps on this. Okay? You admit you're powerless over getting sponsees? Yep. Does your life become unmanageable?
3: I'm not sure. Ah,
2: see. So we're already stuck on step one. (laughs) So it's going to be very hard to get to step four about what is the underlying nature of your problem. What do you think it is? If you used, if you acknowledged that when we don't sponsor people, we have a danger of our life becoming unmanageable. We don't really believe a power greater than ourselves could help this. We don't turn our will and life over to whether we should get a sponsee or not. But what do you think is your underlying issue in step four?
3: Step four or one?
2: No, four. We've already
3: <laughs> no. agree. I just did four fingers. <laughs> yeah. Um one word. Control?
2: Yep. No. Another word. Starts with an F, four letter word. Fear? What? Fear. Those four letter words that start with F really screw us up.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: Fear. Are you willing to share with us? Fifth step. What is your, the fear? What's it reminding you of?
3: Yeah, it's it's reminding me of um, just a lifelong fear of being an outcast and uh, not being accepted and just being alone and abandoned. And when I have you know such a you know a relationship with someone else that I'm really trying to give of myself and feeling that it's not going to be reciprocated, or it just brings up all that stuff.
2: Well, you've just done your fifth step. Can you acknowledge that you can't change that?
3: Yeah.
2: And are you humbly ready to ask God to remove that fear? Yeah. Okay. And what could you do for an amends for your eighth and ninth step?
3: Take care of myself.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. You could also go to your group and make an amend saying my fear has prevented me from loving you this I love you and from risking that you might reject me. Do an eighth and ninth step. Okay. There is nothing but the steps. Okay. He's the one, especially, gets the applaud. It takes a very courageous man to do that. Very courageous man. Thank you.
4: I hate to ask a question. is really quick. If you want to read
5: what Harvey just did, it's in Recovery Continues. And it's a story of the Warm Springs Conference Roy and with and a guy in our fellowship in Portland who were involved.
2: And let me tell you what fear can do. I was in that room and I got so frightened I had a year of sobriety about it. and he said I want your top place. And I got into a panic and anxiety, and I ran out of there and never knew what was going to happen. And then they write all these articles about it, becomes world famous. I missed it out of fear, out of fear. That's how destructive fear can be. And the opposite is love. When I give the group my truth, I'm loving them. And what a difference. What a difference my life has been these past three years since my last AA sponsor died. And I got the sponsor Bill has, and he's taught me about love and fear in all its depths.
5: Come quick before
2: we I'm,
4: talk. I'm Mike, yes. uh, sexaholic, um, and uh, addict Is to most Mike, things. Mike, Mike uh, <laughs> yeah, my name is Mike,
1: uh, sexaholic, uh, but addict to most things. Could you talk more about uh, us who do have other addictions with um, other sponsors, um, you know, an AA or whatever? And if, um, just as far as what you you know said, the the benefit of that, and if you may have one because you're not doing two programs if you're out of the same big book. So, could you just say more about that? Uh, that might be helpful. I have one sponsor, Rick. Uh, I uh, and, and simply because at the time that I started working with Rick, uh, I I don't I didn't know who else could take me through the steps out of the big book, and it worked so well that I uh, that I I haven't haven't found it necessary to get a second sponsor. If I got a sponsor for every program that I either attend or need to attend, we'd have to have, we'd have to have a room, uh, just to have for me to, so I just stick with one. However, with that being said, uh, I've got, I've got, uh, other members of the essay fellowship with whom I, 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 uh, tr- I am transparent as I can be and to whom I can turn for guidance. Uh, if 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 the problem is specific to my uh, to my essay issues, generally, what I'm dealing with now is not whether to have sex inappropriately or lust inappropriately. I'm dealing with more fundamental character flaws. And in that case, it it doesn't seem to matter. But I tell you early on, it mattered a lot, and it still does today. It matters a lot that I come to meetings. With people who are trying to rec- who are recovering or, or 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 are are recovered from the lust problem, and, so that I can talk about what I'm doing in my own recovery from lust, just like I go to AA meetings to talk about my recovery from chemicals.
5: I sponsor. I'm David Sexholly. I sponsor. Um my core addiction is is uh, SA's lust addiction, and then I also have a serious adrenaline addiction, which was concomitant with that, and I have to treat them both. My sponsor is only in SA. My first sponsor uh, was in both... S- Harvey was in both first long-term sponsor, SA and AA, and so it's always been modeled for me that that's quite doable um, and important. Um, and I sponsor a guy who is in N.A., A.A., Food Addicts Anonymous, Al-Anon, and S.A. I have a feeling I'm leaving one out. Um, but anyway, that's the majority of them. And um, and he is adamant and repeats this frequently, that anything I suggest he do, he will do. And he does. Um, he's not always happy about it. He <laughs> doesn't. <coughs> My uh, my obligation, and in any relationship, this is true. By the way, is to show him the respect that he deserves for all those other programs, and I do not comment on the other programs. I think that's a true statement, and um, and I don't challenge anything he hears from his other sponsors. In return, uh, he joins me in the perception that I have. Um for many years, when people from other fellowships would come to our meetings, I would say, hi, welcome to the bottom. Um, and I had to stop saying it because it, it, I found out that it freaked them out and they wouldn't come back. Uh, so I don't say that actually much anymore. It's always in my mind, though. And the truth is, he would say this, too, because we've actually talked about it, that. Essay um, is so much his core addiction. It's been around the longest that, that my sponsorship is primary for him. And, um, and in return, as I said, I just give him the respect of the others. That's, that's been a working relationship that's been fine. I have uh, two sponsors.
2: I've always had two sponsors. Never, ever ask the same question to both sponsors. Ever. Uh, I need an essay sponsor personally, just for me, to cast out. I have a sick brain. Uh, (laughs) It's just more convenient for me to separate it out. I made a terrible mistake about six months ago. I asked my AA sponsor to help me with a problem I was having with an SA sponsor because it was uh, something non-related to lust. It was a terrible mistake. (coughs) This I had to listen to what he said, and it really wasn't appropriate for SA. And I was able to share with him, I've made a terrible mistake. I can't do this again. It's not your problem, it's my problem. And he told me to do something, and I I was noticing that I was not doing it fast enough, and I realized I was paralyzed by fear so I asked him to be on the phone with me. <laughs> Came to my house and we talked to my SA sponsee who he told me I had a fire and what to say. And by the time my SA sponsee got through with him, he had convinced <laughs> right
4: differently. And
2: I didn't have to do anything. And by the way, it was remarkable what's happened because it got my essay, spun, my essay, spun C off the kilter. I learned a lot from it, and things have been remarkably, uh, remarkably different since that time. But it's um, there are no rules here, guys and gals. We're we're winging it. We're winging it. Our,
4: the crucible of our experience. <laughs>
1: we, we are out of time. Okay. In closing, I'd like to remind you... I'm sorry, we're out of time, and in closing, I'd like to remind you uh, that anything you've heard uh, is strictly the opinion of the speaker, the 12 steps of, uh, of our program, are fa- I'm sorry, the principles of our program are found in the 12 steps and 12 traditions. Remember, we never identify ourselves publicly with AA in the press, radio, TV, or films. Neither does anyone speak for SA. This is an anonymous program. Please keep the name, address, and phone number of anyone you learn about in SA to yourself. Um, please do not repeat what you've heard about another member to anyone who was not actually here at this meeting at th- this time. And please, what we say here, when we leave here, let it stay here. And uh, how about if we close with the uh, we version of the uh, serenity prayer? Uh, We can circle up.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all my life yeah. Okay, serenity prayer. God. And pray pray the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can.
1: Did, did your group ask who's willing to sponsor it? Did you just raise your
4: hand? Okay, well, just great. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, the other is that, that when new people show up, uh, introduce yourself and try to make them feel welcome. Uh,
1: some, people, some people come in here so terrified of relationships yeah, and, and further rejection I mean, it takes a while but if you can help them be comfortable they're more likely to
4: now I'm heading out
1: so I just wanted to say bye oh ok well it's great
4: to see you
1: have a safe trip home you no know, we're
4: going to stay for Still going? Yeah,
1: probably
4: with that is legal, legal content. Yeah. you sir know yeah, okay, well, uh, 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 yeah it has been a long time uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, i Yeah, No, yeah, you don't want to shake my Yeah, I'm just going to say thanks for the work on that. Oh, I, uh, I finally started subscribing to it. My sponsor, I've got several articles. I sent you one already. and uh, I think I probably asked you for more I believe i Okay, well, I've got about five six more, but I didn't want to bombard you. No, 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 I, I just need, mean, a, I need a What happened okay. that I tell a, a, a you later, uh, I a, a okay. we're going, now we're going, I to, start to from this year. If we go along I I'm going, Okay. go to the And my doing it, is the issue. So I'm going to i only written one thing, but I actually write a lot of stuff. I just I'm always afraid.
0: I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to the Daily Reprieve